Good. Is that better? Yes. Welcome, everybody. I'm, I'm Keith, one of the leaders here. Um, it's great for you to be here. We're into September. It's all, all, all ready to steam ahead into the, into the autumn, so uh, welcome. Um, welcome, Andrew and Elspeth here. So, <laughs> so it's great to see you. It's warmer down here, isn't it? Than up north. That's why, that's why. Good. Um, I was reading in the week, I was uh, reading um, about Jesus, and uh, there's, there's a, a, an account of um, when he was transfigured, and um, a voice came to Peter and to, to, to uh, John and said, said, this is my son, I'm well pleased with him, I love him, listen to him, listen to him. And I just want to encourage you today, listen to him. He's the one who God is well pleased with. He's done amazing things. So we're here, to, we're here to worship him, but we're here to listen to him as well. And what he's saying to you today, what he's saying to us today, we really want to hear that. We'll hear that from Pradeep later on. We'll hear it during the worship. The songs will speak to us. So just be, have ears open to, to hear uh, what the Lord Jesus is saying to you today. I'm going to hand over to Barney in a sec. Um, we've got uh, quite a lot. We've got breaking of bread to do later on. Um, we've got Pradeep coming to speak to us. So that's great. And uh, later on, and we've got a few things to, uh, to get through. So, um, so sit back, enjoy, and listen. Barney. Steph. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so before we stand this morning, I just want to... Yeah, it's me. Not Barney, for once. It's me. Um, yeah, this morning before we stand, I just want to um, I just want to read to you Psalm 33, just because it encouraged me to praise God, and I just yeah, just to encourage us before we praise this morning. Also, it's a bit long, so don't want you to stand up and then get a bit tired. You know, we've got a lot of worship to get through. Okay, so Psalm 33, New Living Translation. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make Him. Make for him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true. And we can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world begun. It appeared at his command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord and whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. The Lord looks down for heaven and sees the whole human race from his throne. He observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts so he understands everything they do. I love that bit. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you victory. For all its strength, it cannot save you. But the Lord watches over all those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. 
We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, because your unfailing love and your hope is, our hope is in you alone. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. And this morning, if we just stand to our feet this morning, we're going to sing a new song. So I'm going to teach you a new song. Um, it's called Rescuer, written by Ren Collective. Um, we're going to sing through it. Uh, we're going to sing through the, the chorus first and get an idea for it. And then we're just going to go through it and just, if you know it, sing your heart out to the Lord. Worship him. If not, please just listen and, yeah. Redemption for every affliction. Here I 
So come, so come and be chainless. Come and be fearless. Come to the foot of Calvary. For there is redemption for every affliction. Here at the foot of Calvary. So come, so come and be chained.
just thank you, Father, that you're the same yesterday and today and forever, and that you're, you're just, you're never changing, Father. You're, just, you're always going to be, your heart is exactly the same from the day you created us to the end. There, well, there is no end, the end of our days here. Oh, Father, I'm so excited. Thank you, Father. Like Pradeep said, you're going to love us for eternity. But you loved us from the beginning, even though there was no beginning. You knew our name. You, you knew us before anything, Lord Jesus. Before you put the stars in place, Lord Jesus, you knew our name. I believe heaven's having a party right now, so let's have a party right now and let's sing and praise and dance and jump, whatever you want to do. He's coming on the clouds, kings and kingdoms will go down. And every chain will break as broken hearts declare his praise. For who can stop? Who can stop the Lord? 
I think it'd be good to um, we're, to break bread now at this at this point. Um, you know, we've sung about this: the God who has slain, the God whose whose um, blood was shed, that our sin might be uh, uh, forgiven, forgotten, um, dealt with. And um, so, what uh, I was reminded of a, another time when Jesus broke broke bread and he he fed. A lot of people. He fed 5,000 people at one time, it says. And it says, um, and he said to the disciples, what have you got? He said, we have, um, we have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he, did, as, and he told the people to sit down on the grass. We haven't got any grass, but, um, but you're sitting down, so well done. To, to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks, and he broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people, and they all ate and were satisfied. And uh, not only that, there was a load left over. And today, you know, as we break bread together, um, we just want to eat and be satisfied, because this, this Jesus can provide enough to satisfy us. Yeah, we've got one loaf. There's enough there to, to satisfy um, all you guys today. We've got one um, bottle of grape juice, and that's enough to satisfy your, your thirst and uh, satisfy taking away of your sin. So as we, as we do this, let's, um, let's just remember you know, what he's done. He's our great provider, um, and he's provided immensely. For, for, for us and for many, many, many more people. So we're gonna, you're going to have to... I'm, I know you said to sit down on the grass. I'm sure you got them together in groups. So what I'd like us to do today is to... Um, there are sort of three stations that I'd like you to go to to break bread. So I'd like some... Uh, I'd like three volunteers, first of all. Um, sorry, it's a bit organised. Um, there's, a, there's a 
bot, there's a blue um, tub over there and uh, around that table where Vince and Shirley are. Uh, sorry, Vince, Vince and Carol are. Vince and Shirley are here. Um, and so fun group, if you just make your way to there. There's another one over there beside where Peter is by the PA. There's a table there. So some people can go there. There's, there'll be a position up here. And I'll actually do one across there as well. So, so you know, move around. It's, uh, and, and what I'd like you to do is break bread together, pray with each other. Can you, if you're with um, Vince and Carol today, can you um, pray with them? Because I think this is your last day with us, isn't it? Yeah? So, um, uh, you know, when, because they're moving away. Um, I'm sure it's not your last day with us, but, uh, but it's, uh, but it's um, they're moving to uh, Andover? Seven Oaks. Seven Oaks, right. Wrong place. Um, it's close, anyway. <laughs> not. Um, so if you pray with them over there, and just pray together with each other, and just enjoy this, uh, this time, and celebrate what what Jesus has done for each for each one of us so um, if I can have three volunteers four volunteers actually that'd be great and uh, we'll, we'll break bread together when Jesus because um, that that story of breaking bread for 5,000 people uh, reflects another breaking of bread that he did where he said this is my body broken for you and then he took the cup after after the supper and he said this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you. And, uh, and that's what we've got here today. That's what we're going to celebrate. So, yeah, I know. We'll find some more in a minute. So, Father, we just, um, we just thank you that you ever thought of the idea of, of sending your son to be um, the, uh, the, the, the payment, as it were, for our sin. You, you sent your son in order that you might um, have um, us with you um, forever. And uh, that is amazing to us. But we are so grateful for what you've done through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are so grateful for, for that plan of salvation you have. And we just want to celebrate with you today. We want to celebrate with the angels today. That great plan of redemption. That rescue that we've been singing about. That rescue that you put into operation <coughs> We just give you glory now. And we thank you for your body broken for us. In the name of Jesus.
If you can start to make your way uh, back to, to the seats in the middle, this is the biggest challenge. You'll see there's some, um, we normally have a monthly collection. So those purple pots are there that you can put uh, money in for the collection as well. Um, so you can sort of multiply that food that's provided. Um, so if you'd like to do that at the same time, just uh, do that money in the, uh, in the pot. We do this, um, do this once a month. So if you'd like to uh, use those pots for collection now or later, that would be great. And if you could start to make your way back. Thank you very much, guys. Well done. Chaos ensues. I always knew it would do a job getting you all back together again, but um, if, you could, if you could take your seats again, that would be great. I'm sure Jesus didn't have this much trouble getting them to sit down on the grass. Grass. The grass. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for taking part in all of that. It's good to pray together. It's good to rejoice together. Today was, um, was the food bank collection day, so um, as ever, you've excelled yourselves. We have a full trolley. We'll have to get a bigger trolley. But, on, you know, on, the, on the, the feeding theme, 
Yeah, we're doing just what Jesus did. Yeah, he fed five thousand needy people, and uh, in, the, in the account of the four, feeding of the four thousand, it said he had compassion on them. And we're just so grateful for those guys who volunteer for food bank, um, those people who manage food bank, um, and they they must have fed. I'm not, I'm not sure of the numbers, but it must be nearer five thousand people that they've fed as well. Yeah. So all we're doing is what Jesus said it said to do all that he did which was to have compassion on people and to uh, to meet their needs so I'm just going to pray um, Lord we thank you thank you for this provision just multiply it multiply it in the, in the food bank store to uh, and multiply it to more and more people that we might be a blessing to uh, to people around this community I thank you for all those who work in food bank um, and for all they do and uh, we just want to bless you and we just commit this to you and uh, you know we know you 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 multiply stuff to us you provide for us amen amen so thank you everyone for giving for that um, we've got a couple of I'm going to send the kids out in a minute but Betty did you did you ever notice about crash just quick After summer break, Croatia's back next week, actually. And uh, my thanks to all the team. And I'd just like you to know who's on the team, actually. Because they go out and they come back and nobody ever knows what they're doing. So it's Janet, Maxine, Holly, Lizzie, Maureen, Daisy, Joe, Sarah, Ben, Lisa, and Mick. So thank you very, very much for all your support. Um, could, could, is it possible we could just have a five-minute get-together after the service, um, just upstairs, please? Just a couple of things we'd like to sort of hear your views about. And, um, and if you're ever wondering what we do upstairs in the creche, you can come along or maybe even join our team. Brilliant. Creche is, you know, one of the most important things we do here. Um, and I just would refer you to the uh, to the news sheet. Um, <laughs> just I would encourage you to read it because there's a lot in here, um, uh, and it saves me talking about all of them. But we've got um, just a couple of immediate ones. Are uh, we've got uh, a baptism next week? So if people want to be baptised, uh, we've got some people being baptised. But if there's more want to be baptised, then see come and see me. Uh, or Nathan, or uh, one of the Connect Group leaders, but just um, that's that's next week, and on the 23rd of September we're not meeting here. Just as an advance notice, because we're meeting at um, Cropford Bridge Farm for a har for a harvest festival that's been organised by the churches over there. So, so um, pray for good weather, but uh, but we're gonna so we're gonna be meeting there um, with other churches around the area. As a, as a sort of proper harvest festival, as it were, in that uh, in that farm. So, um, so there'll be more details of that. But I would just, I say, read the news sheet. I'd encourage you. Right, break the habit of a lifetime. Read the news sheet. And it's Mahal Monday tomorrow for all the guys. So we have an, have an Indian curry. So if you if you're male and you'd like to uh, 
come along for a curry, then uh, again, see, uh, probably see Dave Wayland over there. But there's, there's Youth Alpha coming up. That starts on the 12th of September. We've got new parenting course and a cooking course as well. Spend, eat well, spend less course. They're starting in October. So one of the signs of healthy church is that you've got lots in the, in the news sheet and in the notice board. So I just encourage you to read about all of those. Um, what else? What else? And we just like, I'd just like to reiterate again, um, we, we want to bless you, Carol and Vince, as you go away. We've, um, we do love having you around here. Um, Carol's in here. She runs the, um, what do you call it? It's like craft and chat, really. It's more chat than craft, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that meets in here uh, most weeks. So those are great initiatives. And, and I, I was in here the other day when it was going on, and it was... Well, it's buzzing, so it's fantastic. Well done. Thank you. Thank you to both of you for all you do. Bless. Go on. Yeah, the group will be carrying on. Um, a lady that started with me, Joy, she's actually taken the group over, so it'll still be running here on a Friday. Um, and there's new ladies joining all the time. It's expanding and it's good and it's good for Revive as well. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So make sure you talk to Vince and Carol today. Um, Pradeep. <laughs> oh, I love this guy. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> So Preet's going to speak to us, and uh, we're, you know, really looking forward to this. So it's great. We've been waiting. We've been waiting a while. Thank you. Sorry, I should have let the children. Shouldn't I? Yeah. Have all the children gone? There isn't. There aren't any, are there? The creche is upstairs. If people want to use it, is that right? Okay. So there's a creche up. Creche stuff set out upstairs, but you have to go and supervise your children. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I remember my days in creche, and I used to so much look forward to it. Are we adjusting my volume? Thank you. I used to so much look forward to it, because one of the highlights of uh, being on duty in creche is that you get to listen to stories read by Betty Wayland. Okay? <laughs> And if you ever want, you know, really therapy in your life that sets you to an equilibrium in life, you know, you need to listen to Betty Whelan reading to you, okay? <laughs> it just is a fantastic experience. It's just absolutely lovely. Applaud you, okay? So... Um, You guys are being slightly cheated. If you had known that Andrew Ryland was here, you would have asked for a substitution, isn't it? I went to him and I offered him that substitution. And from his eyes, I could tell he was double-minded. <laughs> because a preacher has a few kind of sermons in his belly, 
and he's just waiting for them to come out. But he graciously said, no, you go ahead. So you got uh, the announced candidate instead. Okay. Um, I generally am restricted uh, on time because I talk a lot. Okay. And the passage that I have been given is a long passage. It's Act 7. Am I right, Nathan? I'm still sticking. Yeah, it's Act 7. Yeah. Well, so what I would like to do is, if you don't mind, Colin, um, could you get Act 6 and Act 7 up and just go through them and keep rotating it, kind of, you know, scroll down according to normal reading um, kind of speed. And if you've got Act 6, Act 7 in front of you, it's a long, long passage. I don't really want to read it, if you don't mind. If you could kind of just do multitasking, OK? All the ladies, you would be familiar with this. All the men, this is a good time to learn, OK? So you can listen to me doing introduction and go through Act 6 and 7 at the same time. It saves me kind of reading it, OK? <clears throat> so I see some new faces. Welcome. Uh, I am Pradeep Manikchala. I was um, part of the eldership here up to March when Andrew and I stepped down and handed over. And you haven't seen me much since then. Um, <clears throat> we've been taking a sabbatical. Um, what have I been doing? Um, well, I've been learning to do this. Okay, I've been, I've been, you didn't see it? You didn't see it? Okay, so see it, okay? Uh, I've been learning to do this, yeah? Okay, um, Annie taught me that. My darling daughter taught me, uh, Kiki, I love you. Okay, I've been learning that. We've been having some holiday breaks. Um, my wife was 40 plus two zeros this year. So she decided to have, you know, just add it up, yeah, okay. I'm 61, okay, so. Um, so she decided that she wants a year, every month a celebration. So we've been participating every month in a celebration. Um, I would advise you not to make such decisions, it's expensive, okay. So, the Sundays we haven't been present, we have been walking, meeting with people, actually um, enjoying the, the interaction with the world. The world, when you go outside and speak to them, it's funny that Monday to Saturday, the opportunity to talk isn't the same as the opportunity to talk on a Sunday. I'm not encouraging you to take a break from church because Taking a break from church is risky. My prayer life sometimes now has become, I'm saying to God, come sit with me in the passenger seat and we'll talk in the car. When, when you are an elder, when you're part of some leadership, there is an imposed expectation to pray. If you take too long a sabbatical, prayer life can deteriorate. So I need to be mindful of that. But on a Sunday, people are more relaxed. They are willing to talk about God. So every Sunday, every holiday, we've had occasion to share the gospel. Okay? And it's been blessing. It's been a blessing to us to be a blessing to others. And it's sharpened us. It's been good. 
Okay, um, those who don't know me, um, you know the first thing my wife said to me when she knew I was going to be speaking? She said, it could be your swan song, don't be controversial. <laughs> okay, this is, this, this is support. This is wife saying, don't be controversial. My intention is not to be controversial. My problem is my background is such that I don't fit. So let me just share my background so that you can understand where I'm coming from. I, I, I came to this country when I was nearly 15. I'm 61. I'm a chartered accountant. I run three businesses. I employ about 300, 350 odd people. Three businesses in this country, one business in India. I grew up as a Hindu. I, when I was about 13, I was kind of arrogant. Um, I'm really humble now. If you think I'm arrogant now, you should have seen me then. Okay? You know, honestly, I was arrogant. And somehow the other, I, I said to my mother, has anybody seen God? She said, no. And I kind of thought, you know what? I could, I could get this God in a test tube. So I remember saying to her, Mom, give me 10 years and I'll have your God in a test tube. I was good at chemistry. She was very kind to me. After three months, she said to me, how is the experiment going? And I thought, she's taken this seriously. And from then on, obviously, I did all the youthful things, but I dedicated some time and some life in searching God. I thought, you know, anybody can make money, anybody can run businesses, anybody can be a doctor. Let's go for the biggest problem in the world. Because I was arrogant enough to think that I was born <laughs> to actually solve the biggest issues in the world. Um, you know, at times it's not a bad thing to think like that, okay? Because God puts a zeal in you. You say, go for it. You know, better to aim for the sky and get to the top of the coconut tree than to not get anywhere. So I kind of, to some extent, dedicated myself to searching for God did Hinduism, did Buddhism, did Zoroastrianism, did Islam, did Sufism, uh, studied the Gitas and the Vedas and the Mahabharats and whatever, and, uh, and fell in love with this beautiful creature, okay? Um, there's a story, um, like you have um, Romeo and Juliet, okay? We have Leila and Majnu, okay? And uh, Majnu was from Afghanistan, handsome, tall, fair-skinned, blue eyes, dark hair, okay? Layla was slightly, slightly dark, my skin. In Afghanistan, my skin is not regarded as beautiful. They like fair women. And Majnu's friend says to him, you are so handsome, you are the top of the tribe, you can find a better wife. You can find a better beloved. He says, your problem is you see Layla from your eyes. If you see Layla from my eyes, you will see the beauty that she has. Okay. So what I want to share with you today is this disaster of Act 7. Okay. It is the first martyr. Okay, Stephen. He has certain qualities, qualities that I think are incredible. OK? 
Okay? You all now familiar with story? Who is not familiar with the story of Stephen being stoned? Please, okay, I will not isolate you guys. Who is familiar with the story of Stephen being stoned? Please raise your hands. So majority of you are, right? Okay, so let me do a very quick recap, okay? So the story doesn't, yeah, the story starts with Act 6. Where was Stephen working? Okay, Stephen, this guy, he is full of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? And his face looks like the face of an angel. And he's working for Beacon Revive and Food Bank. Okay, his job, the job he's been given is that to wait on tables. Basically, the apostle said, we don't want to be waiters. Let's get some guys. They appoint seven. Stephen's name is first, and he's working here. His capacity and his anointing come straight from Adrian Vanderbroek because he is good at explaining the gospel. He knows his history of the gospel well. Okay, so when he's challenged, he goes back. He's, he's in front of the Sanhedrin. Are you, have I jumped too quickly? You with me the story? Yeah. He's with the Sanhedrin. What are these guys? These are maybe 28 or 72 rabbis. They are elders. They are, they are you know, they are lawmakers. They know the law. They are the controlling influence. These are the guys who said, you know, let's crucify Christ, okay? So these guys have significant authority, okay? These guys declare to Stephen, did you say that the temple will be destroyed? Okay, so he's in front of them. He has an option. He could say, no, I didn't. Prove it. Nobody would bring forward a mobile phone and say, I recorded it. Okay. So you could, but he doesn't. He goes back and explains how the nation, the people of the Jewish faith originated. So he's inclusive. Okay. He goes back and explains. The language he uses is pretty similar to the language Peter has been using. So if, whenever you get home, read up, it's homework time, start from Acts 2, and you will see the narrative Stephen is using is the same narrative Peter is using, okay? okay? And he's going, he's explaining. What I like about Stephen is he does not draw attention to himself. In what he shares, it's all about the history of what God has been doing, okay? He's not defending himself. He takes the position that he's defending a higher authority. He's explaining a higher purpose, okay? He has incredible qualities, okay? They say that he, you looked at his face and it was the face of an angel. Now, how did he get the face of an angel? Anybody who's thinking he was using Nivea cream is thinking like me. <laughs> okay. 
Look, the truth is, you can have a frowning face, you can have a straight face, you can have a smiling face. The way your face is does not necessarily reflect how you are with, with God. Yeah? It doesn't. It doesn't say, Christ in you, you have a smiley face. It doesn't say that. But a smiley face, an inclusive face, is attractive. Therefore, I would urge you, okay, I'm taking a detour. This has nothing to do with the gospel. This is Pradeep Maniktala. This is potentially the controversial bit. I'll get better in controversy, by the way. Okay? So I read a lot of, I study uh, quite a lot of human behavior. I listen to TED Talks, thanks to Andrew. And one of the TED Talks is, fake it till you make it. Okay? My wife often says to me, why are you looking frowny? The truth is, I am most probably the most smiley fellow you will ever meet. Okay? But you can't keep this up at home. At home, sometimes you are serious. Yeah? So she will unnecessarily say to me, why are you looking frowning? And I'm saying, no, this is how I look. So she says, change your look. Okay? How do you change your look? She says, practice. So I have been known to stand in front of the mirror with my wife next to me, okay, and hold different faces. And then she will say, this is the approved one. <laughs> so, so remember this, this is the approved face. And I said to her, why are you saying this? And she says, the frowny face doesn't make you winsome, okay? Now, is being winsome important? Yes. If you are going to share Christ, what are you sharing? You're sharing his winsomeness. Do you understand? You're not sharing law. You're sharing grace. So if your wife or your husband is not asking you to stand in front of the mirror, practice your faces, well, there's a point you can learn from me. If I can go through that, guess what? <laughs> His face was winsome. His faith did not waver. Okay. What is he facing? He's facing the most brutal death. It's not beheading, which is quick. It's stoning. Okay. That's difficult. That's a heck of a lot of stones before you die. You follow me? This is stoning. This isn't you sitting under a rock and the rock falls on your head and you're dead within seconds. This is stoning. Now the big question is this. Why did God not rescue him? Okay? That's a big question. And I know you're thinking of it. So park it for a while. Park it for a while. Just walk with me now. So while he's going through this process, what does Stephen do? He shares a narrative that he's familiar with. He's copying the narrative from the apostles. Next thing, 
while he's just about to sleep, die, he repeats the same thing that Christ said. Okay? He is not ashamed to be a copycat. He is not ashamed to say, I can say the same thing my leader uttered. I would say to the youth, make your path, but don't forget what others have trodden on. Don't ditch it. History proves that if you stand on shoulders of giants, you will see further. If you stand on your own legs, you are restricting your vision to your own capability. And Stephen does not hesitate in standing on what Peter shared. He doesn't hesitate in believing truly that he has the capacity to say, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. The audacity of the man that he can say such a thing. We can say Christ said it. It's okay. Son of God. When you read Stephen saying, you think, what makes you say that? What gives you the capacity and the authority to say that? Well, I would put it to you, he knew who he was in Christ. He knew what he was in God. Okay? When you know your true status in God, you are not ashamed to say, I pray that you are forgiven in Christ. Because God gives you that authority. God gives you that status. God gives you, and the book says so. What you bind here, I will bind. What you loosen, I will loosen. We then see that he sees something. Okay? He sees Christ. He sees God. Okay? And here I have borrowed a phrase, I'd like to share it with you. Faith. Faith sees the invisible. Okay? Faith sees the invisible. Believes the incredible. Forgive them. Okay? And receives the impossible. Eternal life. And that's why we commend Stephen. That's why we commend Stephen. Now, here comes the controversy. Okay? Is every act in the book of Acts in obedience to the Holy Spirit? No. No. Listen, this is my opinion. Please do not write to the current elders to say, why did you invite him in the first place? You have my email, criticize me. But sin was committed in paradise. Do you understand? In the garden, when there was nothing else, there was sin. While the group was with Christ, he was betrayed. Follow me. And while we are under the stewardship in the book of Acts, humanity misbehaves. Humanity does its own thing. This is a trait. This is a characteristic of humanity. We 
contribute something to the working of the Spirit. And sometimes the Spirit needs to redirect us. Okay? We are not completely obedient. We are listening, we are trying, we are trying to obey. So here comes the controversy. What could Stephen have done better? Okay? I know this will disturb you because we hold him in such high regard. But what could Stephen have done better? Well, in Acts 2, you have Peter, 5,000, 3,000 got converted when he said, you crucified Christ. Okay? The Sanhedrin don't know what to do. So we have believers added to the church. What do we do then? We make a commune. It becomes a community that is closed. Maybe we needed that. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what we read. They made a community exclusive. You belong to that community, great. You are fed and you're part of the food bank program. Okay? And maybe we needed that because we were vulnerable. And it's funded through sale of property. Okay? And if you hold anything back, well, Ananias and Sophia, we have an example. <laughs> Contribute the whole lot. Well, I don't know. Still, things are moving in power. The next episode, we have Peter say the same thing in Acts 5. Okay? You crucified Christ. You are responsible for his death. This time, the council is better prepared. This time, the council says, you know what? Throw them in prison. And we have Saul's teacher, Galilee. Galil not Galilee, what's his name? Galimia. Galimia. He comes to their defense. Hey, listen, this could be God doing. Come on, let's not kill them. They get flogged and they are released. The council has beginning to get its act together. From not knowing what to do, it's learned. You know what? We're going to stand against this. Stephen does the same thing. He repeats the same narrative. He says to the gathering, you killed Christ. This time they've got their act together and they say, we're going to pass a sentence of putting you to death. What does the Holy Spirit do? Instead of keeping it into a confined commune, it scatters the church. Okay? It scatters the church. Now you could say, well, that wasn't the Holy Spirit. Maybe. That was man's decision. Okay. But the outcome is this. It scatters the church. In my studies, I did uh, Sikhism, and I studied um, uh, the Guru Granth Sahib. Okay? And the first guru of Sikhism, Guru Nanak, uh, he is supposed to be, have traveled to what was Ceylon, Sri Lanka, then from there to Makkah and Medina, okay, to the Islamic center of Makkah and Medina. Then he's supposed to have gone back and written the Guru Granth Sahib. 
And the starting phrases, the starting verses of the Guru Granth Sahib, you could have photocopied from John. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. It doesn't say with God. The word was God. And you could photocopy a lot of the gospel because there is controversy, but there is belief that this was 500 years ago, okay? So 1,500 years after Christ. That when Guru Nanak went to Middle East, he was exposed to Christianity. He came across evangelists who said, this is how we share. Now the first story, the first camp, the first village Guru Nanak went to, when he declared, I am now entering ministry, they were absolutely horrible to him. They did not listen to him. They did not honor him. They did not receive him. And he came out. The story goes, he did his feet dusting. Yeah? And he lifted up his hands and he says, bless you. Prosper you. May you grow. May you prosper. May you stay. And his disciples looking at him thinking, something is nutty here. He goes to the next village, and they honor him, they listen to him, they dedicate two weeks of saying, preach to us. He comes out of the village, lifts up his hands, and says, may you be scattered, may you be uprooted. And his disciple looks to him and says, what happened? I think he had red acts. <laughs> Do you understand? I truly believe that. Because this is the first time you get to this concept. Okay, so just be wise. If you're getting into a ghetto, if you're getting into a exclusive clique, be careful, be wise, okay? Because God seems to have this tendency to scatter his people. This is how good news gets spread because as soon as you enter Acts 8, 9, 10, you see what is happening. The good news is scattered. It's spread. People get affected. In a way, the Holy Spirit is saying, look, instead of find, fighting this group of 72 Jewish leaders, I have a wider field. I have a nation and a world and a universe to bless. So if you are being challenged, if there is some instability, if there is some restlessness in you, analyze it. Maybe you are a blessing. If you are in a very cocooned environment, evaluate it. Okay? Is this, is, do you follow me? Yeah? I do that. This is maybe controversial, but I do that. I look at my behavior. I look at my friendships. I look at my businesses. Okay? I'm going through a... Why do we start a piggery in India? Why do we start a goat farm? Or why do we start um, aloe vera farm? Okay? What do I know about farming? Nothing. What I do know is I know people, and I know business, and I know how to make leaders out of nothing. And I could do this. Just give me, the only problem is I don't have that many years ahead. I wish I was 40, honestly. 
I wish I was 40 and YouTube was available. I would be able to start 20 businesses. Because you know, guess what? Aloe vera farming, where have I learned from? YouTube. I sit there watching aloe vera farming. This is brilliant. Okay? <laughs> this is how God works. He scatters the church. And suddenly the church becomes a blessing to the nations. He didn't come to Stephen's rescue. I don't know why. Sometimes you need to get reconciled with this concept, okay? That you can see his face. You can be filled with his presence. You can have his power. And he's going to just let it be. Why? Because for us, this is life. For him, eternity awaits. Okay? Uh, have I got 10 more minutes or 5 more minutes? Yeah. I want to bring some other thing to this chapter. In addition to Stephen, we have Saul. We can't ignore. There are only two people mentioned in Acts 7, 8. One is Stephen, my hero. And one is Saul. Now, don't do the following. Don't go to Paul yet. We are not yet with Paul, okay? We are with this guy called Saul. And you know what? Suddenly, there is anger towards Saul, isn't there? Yeah, you can feel it here. I could feel it when I first used to read Acts. I could feel anger towards him. How dare you? Yeah, but Saul had the same background. Saul had the same background as Stephen. He knew his scriptures well. Okay, he's trained well. That day, a mother receives a battered body of a dead son. Okay, and that day another mother receives a son and says, well done for being obedient to the council. Well done being obedient to what was declared, isn't it? Because what did Saul do? He was obedient to what was declared. He wasn't in defiance. So what challenges me is this, okay? Same scripture, same God. How do I make sure I produce a Stephen and I don't produce a soul? And how does a soul get produced? Do you understand me? Same scripture, same background, same God. How do we have a Stephen? And how do we have one murderer who actually believes he's not a murderer? Who actually believes he's doing the absolutely right thing? Do you know that? Saul was convinced he's doing the right thing. And there lies the conflict and that is the wrestle 
That is the wrestling I want you to do. I want the youngsters to wrestle with this. Okay, how can Saul justify himself? Well, we know the next bit, don't we? Yeah, that's why we say, well, there you, you were wrong. But the truth is, the contract changed. The contract changed. But they didn't get it. The contract was changing a long time ago. But they didn't get it. God was saying, I don't want burnt offering. They didn't get it. Do you understand? God was saying, I have an issue with the law. Look, the truth is, okay, each one of us wishes to love God. Yeah? Do you agree? You want to love God? Yeah. Do you want to be loved by God? Your problem is this. My problem, not your problem. My problem is this. How do I express that love in my daily life? You understand? My problem isn't it that the concept that I want to love God and I wish to be loved by God. My problem is how do I express my devotion to God in my daily life apart from prayer? Okay? I am doing it out of business. I think I want to employ people. I want to generate employment. I want to enable them. I want to try to remove poverty. When they come in contact with me, I get to share the gospel. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have to check myself. Am I making a God of employment? Do you understand? My wife checks me. What are you doing? Is this your ambition or God said to you? I said, I don't know. God said to me, he doesn't speak to me clearly. Well, pray more. So her answer is the same. And I say, well, help me here. I've been praying. Why do you think I'm not praying enough? Okay. What I'm trying to say is Saul was convinced he was obedient to God. I need to be careful that I don't say I love you, God. Now, I want to only express you through wealth creation. It's a dangerous place to be. And how do I get that right? How do I make sure my story doesn't end with my soul? Okay? How do I make sure I come into my ministry as a Paul? Well, it's easy, isn't it? The covenant changed. And hallelujah, the covenant changed. Because Christ said the following. It's no longer a detached God. Okay? It's no longer a God of the law. He's my father. My father was a hard man. He was an angry man. He was a ninth child. He grew up in middle class, but if you have 11 mouths to feed because he was the sole earner, life is pretty poor. Okay? Do you, do you follow me? No, nine siblings and mom and dad, and life was pretty poor. And he carried on doing that for a long time, and he was an angry man. Okay? But 
I have a capacity of hugging people. Okay, I like hugging people. I have a capacity to draw love from people. And I made my dad the hero of my life. And I changed him. Okay? Now, my, my mother changed him as well. My brother changed him as well. But I know the impact I had on him. I drew love out of him. And I truly believe, okay, that the face of God the Father is not different to the face I was seeing through Moses. You understand? Now, this is not eldership speaking, okay? This is me speaking, okay? I couldn't see the grace before as much as I see the grace when Christ says, my dad, my father, my kind, benevolent, ever-loving, ever-forgiving father, who I will sacrifice so that you can be reconciled to him. And those are the eyes I see beauty through. Okay? That soul didn't have that benefit. Stephen did. Okay? Stephen had that exposure. Stephen had the benefit. And we have that benefit. We see the creator of heaven and earth as my father. Okay? He's not going to be so hard. Why? Because he's my father. Okay? And that is the privilege we have. We have the privilege of saying to another, hey, guess what, man? I can introduce you. Oh, no, 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 this is a hard God. I, we were on holiday. And we had this lovely, lovely discussion with a born-again Christian who declared at breakfast, I do not believe in the God of the Bible because he's the God of war. I'm saying, no, 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 you don't know my dad. You don't know my dad. Let me introduce you to my relationship and get you to look at God through my eyes, through the prism of the light that is washed by the blood of Christ. Because it says there is complete forgiveness. You have to do nothing. You have to present nothing. I can come before him and say, you know what? I screwed up. And he's bound to say, stupid idiot, I still hug you, and I still love you, and I still forgive you. And guess what? You still live with me for eternity. So, don't take a position of Saul. Don't take an absolute position. Okay? I was, uh, I'll close soon. Okay? When my wife was trying to convert me, she took me to all souls. Okay? And uh, the, the, the assistant of, I don't know what it is, John Stott or Richard Buse, decided to have a three-session with me okay, of trying to convince me that I need to convert. And um, one of the sessions went as follows. The last session went as follows, which was um, him saying that 
he is going to heaven. And uh, me saying, well, you know, good for you. Uh, you know, so am I. Okay, but I've got this ratio in my mind that I'm 60% good, 40% bad, but that's because I'm still young. By the time I'm 60, I'll be 80% good, 20% bad. By the time I'm 90, I'm going to be pretty good, okay? Because I don't have capacity to sin. So I think I'll be 60% in heaven, 40% in hell. Okay, what to do? And he said, well, you're wrong. Okay. I said, okay, really? You're telling me I'm wrong? Well, what, the, what is going on here? Okay, so I then asked him, I said, where do you think I'm going? And this man had the courage and the audacity to say to me, well, in my opinion, going to hell. So I gave him another chance. I thought, you know, maybe the idiot needs to think a bit more. So I gave him another chance, and he gave the same answer. The third time, and the fourth time, I said to him, I said, look, you know, my, my girlfriend wants me to be converted. You know, I respect you. This is your study at All Souls. You know, I'd like you to come out in the street and say this, and let's see who gets there first. Because I was ready to kill. You understand? I was, I was ready to say, you know what? Let's show you what makes you judge over me. I think Stephen should have held back saying, you murderers, it's not inclusive. I would request to you, if somebody is searching in faith and says to you, where do you think I'm going? This is just a request, okay? This is not a declaration. Hold back being God. God is the one who decides where people are going. I am, I do the following. I say, according to scripture, I know where I'm going. According to relationship, I know where I'm going. According to my faith, I know where I'm going. I don't have authority to tell you where you're going because it's not my house. But I have capacity to share with you where I am destined to and invite you to that place. Now you may say, well, I'm not being faithful to scripture. I don't know. Maybe I just am afraid of being stoned. Okay. Persecution happens. God uses something really negative for something phenomenally positive. Happened on the cross. Happened with Stephen. Okay. If you are going through difficulty, then guess what? Comfort is available. I can't guarantee eradication of circumstances. Okay? I can't guarantee that. But I have authority, according to Scripture, to guarantee one thing. I can guarantee that you would have the comfort of receiving prayer. You would have the comfort of receiving Faith, and faith does what? Gets you to see the impossible, the invisible, okay? So faith is available, and we want to share that faith with you. We want to share the good news that there is a Savior who transforms not just current relationship, but eternity, okay? So I'm sure after... 
there'll be a gathering. If you are going through difficulty, okay, either in sharing faith because you're feeling persecuted or difficulty, okay, then people would be happy to pray. Not sure your circumstances will change, but I am sure you would receive prayer that enables. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you, Pateet. What, what were those, um, what were the Indian Romeo and Juliet equivalents, were they? Layla and... Mag All right. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> but don't we want to, we want to see, you know, we want to see beauty through the right eyes, don't we? You know, we want to see beauty through, through the eyes of, of Jesus, actually. You know, and what he sees as beauty, um, rather than often our own, our own eyes. And, um, you know, we want to see life through, through the right eyes, don't we? Um, Barney, can you, are you, and Steph, is the, have we got the band? Can we get the band together? <laughs> Thank you. Um, but that's, you know, we, we just want to, that's really um, sort of helpful um, in sort of setting our gaze towards the, towards the right things, yeah? And towards the, um, towards things that are beautiful. And quite often we, you know, we see God, we see ourselves, don't we, as, as well, in the wrong way, you know? We are children of God our identity in who we are we need to see that properly as well and we need to see who who God is properly um, and to see through those eyes so as as Stephen saw didn't he you know he saw he saw what the others couldn't see and uh, he saw beauty and he saw it saw the face of, of Jesus so we're gonna um, just finish with a song and as Pradeep says, there will be a, a group over here who will pray with you, to pray with people. So if people here want prayer, if you want us to be able to see clearly, um, then we're happy to pray with you, um, and that will be over here. So as we, uh, as we sing this song, if you want to come up, that would be great, and uh, we'll, we'll then serve coffee afterwards, uh, so you, you'll have a chance to, to pray. Okay, thank you. Okay, let's stand to our feet and we're going to sing the song that we learned this morning. He's our rescuer.
Father, we just uh, we just praise you that you uh, you have rescued us, you have um, saved us to use the term. You you've rescued us from from ourselves, and from the impact of uh, us and other people on our lives, and uh, and we just want to thank you for the cross of Jesus. Um, 
through which we see amazing grace and amazing um, uh, amazing deliverance for us. We just uh, want to thank you. We, th- we pray that we might see you with, uh, with um, uh, clearer eyes. We might see you with clearer minds. And uh, as we go from here, you'll just, um, just bless us. And uh, may we just know you more and more and deeper and deeper and see the beauty that, that is in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just thank you now. Just thank you now. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone. Um, if you want prayer, there'll be a team over over to my uh, to my right. Um, we'd love to pray with you. Uh, but uh, there's coffee served and cake, and probably sandwiches as well. So um, so just enjoy fellowship together and just bless one another. Okay, amen. Thank you. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide. The ransom for my life, oh, is my song. Cause you are good, good.
never gonna let, never gonna let me die. 